Hi guys, what's up? Welcome back to Applesauce Penguin Podcast. I am so, 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 so stoked about today's topic. Like, I'm literally, like, diving right into the heart of the topic today. Because, I'm not gonna lie, I have been obsessed with what we're gonna discuss today. Um, and I just, like, cannot, cannot hold any longer to talk to y'all about it. I mean, it's literally, like, 25 seconds into the episode. And I'm, like, full-blown started about it. So, uh, I'll tell you, like, the entire story of how I reached the topic and, like, what happened and... Trust me, for the past, I think, three days, I have been freaking obsessed, y'all. Just can't stop. And uh, the thing is, whenever I zone out, sometimes in class or whatever, or even, like, in the middle of a conversation, or if I'm obsessed with something, at the max, four days. Like, I'm out of that uh, zone in, like, four days, and that's just it. So, um, I was sitting... Uh, you know, one day, uh, so I was studying the whole day, and my parents were home the entire day, so I couldn't, like, lounge and watch something, I could just only read my book, and I, uh, I just didn't want to read it at that time, so I was just sitting, and then my parents went out to, like, buy some shit, so me and my brother, we, like, sprung onto our bed, and we were like, yes, we're gonna, like, chill for some time, and I had to go somewhere, the same night, like, after two hours, I had to go somewhere, and, uh, my brother wasn't coming along, like, it was a family thing, and uh, my fa- brother, he was going uh, for a night stay the same night, and me and my brother, we shared a room. So, yeah, just telling you that. And also, I'm getting my own room, but I'm not going to talk about that in this episode, because, like, this shit's serious. So, let me just, yes, let me continue. So, I was just scrolling through, like, shows and movies, because I wanted to watch something. I didn't necessarily want, like, a show show. Like, I could, like, see one season. But it should have, like, a good ending. I wasn't sure if I want to watch something, or, like, if a show, or maybe I should just go back to my OG office, or One Tree Hill, or watch some more Vampire Diaries. I mean, I finished it. By the way, I finished Vampire Diaries in seven days, and we do have eight seasons, so, um, y'all binge master right here. We're not talking about that. So, I was just like, oh, you know, let's hope I find some movie. And then I come across this, like, I think five or six episodes of a documentary that's called Ted Bundy Falling uh, Falling for a Killer. And I'm telling y'all, um, I have kind of low-key been obsessed with all of this. Um, so my brother told me, uh, I think a year and a half ago, that, you know, uh, he didn't tell me, uh, like, in a conversation between us. So we were out with a few... Um, you know, cousins and friends, so there, there was this conversation going on about Ted Bundy, and everybody was like, yeah, I saw that, and uh, it was like fresh out, the Ted Bundy tapes on Netflix, so everybody was like, yes, oh my god, this man is sick, and this and that, so we're like, oh, okay, cool, so okay, so he was a serial killer, and you know, he used to prey on young women who were beautiful and independent, and were ready to help, I was like, yeah, okay, nice, not nice, like, okay, I was kind of spooked by the topic, but I was like, yeah, okay, let's ignore it, then I remember a year ago, my friend told me about this other documentary or movie, based on a real life um, story, I don't know what the movie is called, it is kind of, uh, I don't know, it's something like alienation in the airspace or something, I don't know, it's on Netflix, y'all, search it, Uh, it's a shit creepy movie, okay, so she told me about it and I was like, oh my lord, just don't, don't go on. But I wanted to know about it because it was very creepy and I like creepy shit. 
so i was like yeah okay maybe let's watch ted bundy and before watching um, that documentary all i knew about ted bundy ted bundy was that uh, he used to prey on young beautiful independent women who were you know willing to help you and weren't like egoistic and shit and um, he was like uh, uh, he came out or he started his spree of killing people in um, like some late nine like the late 20th century and i was like that is all i knew and i knew that he had a girlfriend who somewhere said i saw this on like tiktok or some reel where she said that um, he was very charming he was very nice and i never for a second could have thought that he could have done something and then oh my fucking god i start the documentary and the first scene i could have seen anything okay i could have it could have been anything but um the first scene as you play the documentary is um, you know are these really spooky um, forests and there's a lot of mist there you know it's like dawn or dusk you can't really tell there's like very faint light and uh, tons of forests and like mist and oh my god i was like oh lord just show me somebody sucking blood out of somebody else's neck but don't show me this because there are some things that just spook me like if you all have seen parasite for all those who haven't seen parasite um probably next week's episode is about go- going to be about parasite so maybe watch um parasite after next week's episode and i i know i kind of gave away next week ep- next week's episode but like hang on to that so if anybody has seen parasite you all uh, might relate to this but there's this scene where uh, i don't know it's like 3 um, in the night it's like 3 am and this guy um, this kid he's very like small he's six and he lives in a big house he is sitting and he is eating ice cream and then suddenly they just show you a guy who's peeping um, you know there are stairs that that are going down from that room and um, there's this guy who's peeping from those uh, stairs and you only see his eyes in the shot and it's like and that, that i i'm still scared of that scene like i whenever i've seen like parasite 3 times now and i always forward that scene because i cannot like they still ha- i mean i've seen horror movies like horror as the fuck like trust me give me anything give me ghosts give me spirits give me anything you know uh, give me anything literally i've seen like supernatural so you can give me anything you can give me shape shifters you can give me lucifer himself you can give me i'm telling you all anybody but those eyes scared me okay so uh, it's kind of like that you know those woods scared the fuck out of me i was like bro no just don't okay so that started and uh, so they don't tell you the entire life sketch of ted but they like they kind of do but they also kind of uh tell y'all about uh, you know what is going on right now uh, at that time like um i don't know late 1960s uh, they tell you um the political uh, setting of um where seattle you know the political setting of seattle and then um you know the women uh, movement and how they were empowered at that time and they got rights and um about different things and um women's like the position of women uh, in the united states w- was very different and it was very um it was better after a very long time 
so they kind of tell you the political setting they tell you um so this documentary is um told by um, like the narrator basic there are a lot of people who are talking in a documentary as um in every documentary but this is basically from the perspective of um the girlfriend that bundy's long time girlfriend whose name was why the f am i forgetting her name her name was some isabel yeah i'm sorry her name was isabel kendall nickname was liz and her daughter's name was molly kendall but in a lot of her her mother's journals uh, she is called tia or tina by her mother i'm not sure uh, so that's kind of a thing to look into i couldn't find more or like i couldn't dig deeper about that but she's you can call her molly basically because her mother called her molly uh probably her nickname was tina whatever okay ignore that so basically this woman who has a kid uh, a very young girl so she moves to seattle from utah uh, her parents lived in utah she was never a church going woman uh, she you know wasn't very um, religious because um, in utah at, at like um, 19 like late 1960s or like that entire time i don't know uh, uh, a lot of like the entire community was going to church and uh, basically the ads in that community were centered around women being like the homemakers and you stay at home they don't go out to work their um, you know their primal job was to be good in the kitchen good in the bedroom and you know just um, be there for your husband be there for your kids uh, you know the, only the husband goes out to work you stay at home you look after the house the kids and you know that was your job and she didn't really believe in that because she uh, uh elizabeth she never found herself to be um someone who would ask for money and she uh, was someone who would go out there in the world and you know make a place for herself so she moved to seattle with her daughter who was very young and she did uh, get married in college and but her husband was very reckless and parties every night so she divorced him took the kid and moved to seattle where she found a job for herself as a secretary she uh, was having a time of her life she was very excited for you know the new time and everything and she and molly were very happy so um, after uh, some time she went out um, to a bar with a friend's a friend where she met this handsome looking a uh, guy i was going to say chap because somebody i know always uh, says chap but so she met this really handsome looking guy called ted and uh, uh so she started dancing with him and she uh, was an introvert her entire life but when she discovered alcohol and she started drinking alcohol she um, she felt very different she felt like you know she had no burden on her shoulders and the world was better she felt more pretty more confident so she was kind of an alcoholic and addict so she got very drunk and he also asked her to dance with her she did dance with her she felt very nice because she also kind of had an eye on him uh, the entire night so uh, then he dro- he drove her home and she asked him whether he was going to stay in the house for the night and he said yes uh, he just said yes and she went off to sleep she he didn't try to kiss her or do anything else the night ended i'll tell you more about the next morning but let me get to ted bundy right now so ted bundy was uh, born to a single mother uh, she was kind of 
आई डोंट एग्जैक्टली नो इफ शी वॉज अ टीन एज और मदर टीन एज मदर बट शी वॉज यंग एंड ही वॉज सिंगल एंड शी वॉज सिंगल आई एम सो सॉरी एंड शी वॉज सिंगल बट शी गॉट हर ही गॉट हर सर नेम जस्ट वैन हर मदर मैरिड दिस गाय एंड देन दे वो कॉल बंडी सो हिज एंटायर नेम वॉज थियोडोर रॉबर्ट बंडी एंड सिंस वी नो दैट ही वॉज अ सीरियल किलर बंडी साउंड वेरी नेगेटिव टू अस नाउ बट बंडी इज कैंड ऑफ अ चिल नेम यू नो लाइक टेट बंडी कैंड ऑफ अ सिक नेम सो he was a very good student he has he had a younger brother he had more like siblings but he mainly had one younger brother who you know in whose life ted was a very important character so he was uh, ted was a law student and he was studying in seattle where he met elizabeth and um, so the next morning when elizabeth woke up she saw that um, ted was fixing breakfast for molly and herself and she felt kind of Uh, she couldn't understand what was going on and she was taken aback for a moment because she never thought you know of a man being in the house and doing that because you know since um she could remember she always um, you know recalled her mother doing all of this and not her father basically so all of this happened so for four years i'm telling you all the gist of this okay um so uh, for four years they dated and uh, it was very nice she felt very happy she felt like he was everything to her because he was charming he was funny he was smart he was he was amazing he was just himself and he just like loved her and everything see and in the documentary there is an input from a lot of people you know who ted briefly knew like his professors and he kind of also took he he also worked for a political party so people from the party knew him and he was a very elegant gentleman at the times like always wearing suits and bows and everything uh, see he was kind of um, an upper class guy so a lot of upper class people knew him and um, molly uh, elizabeth wasn't like that but they loved each other and they were in each other's company all the time and they loved spending time and they used to go boating and everything and rafting and also um, these trips usually consisted of elizabeth her daughter molly ted bundy and his uh, not his uh, yes his his brother uh, richard richard bundy so they used to have a lot of fun yes very nice very nice very nice but um, all of this continued till i think 1974 uh, when ted had his first victim he ripped out her bed frame he stuck the bed frame in the girl's um, stomach up her vagina in her bladder then he hit her brutally and like she was left for dead uh, you know after i think 18 or 20 hours um, the girl's a uh, friend his roommate found his ro- her roommate found her roommate found her and you know took to, took her to the hospital and she was she was very badly injured like um she lost like a good percentage of her vision and her hearing and uh, she was brain damaged for a very long time and just like not in a good condition pathetic then uh, you know the four girls were living together he uh, his next prey um, and the the first victim was like uh, one of like his three 
victims who are still alive i think who you know who didn't die because of ter- who didn't die basically is what i'm trying to tell you all and then uh, there were four girls who lived together uh, two lived in the basement he i don't know how nobody knows how unlocked the door that uh, the other girl um uh, shut herself she locked it herself and he i don't know where he killed her and they did not know that there was blood on her bed sheet for like two days like the next day after she was reported to the police when the officers came home they saw her dirty nightgown in her closet and blood stains in like this bed sheet that was under her bed cover and very 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 sick and he kept on doing this for a very long time and uh, he, something very stupid that i mean uh, i don't know how y'all are going to take this but a lot of people have urges of being a serial killer or of crime and you know uh, once you read a lot i don't i don't know uh, exactly i said this before and i'm going to say it again i don't know how y'all are going to take this if i say that uh, even i kind of thought for a moment you know it'd be cool to be a serial killer but then i mean i obviously wasn't serious but then i uh, thought to myself see it is so dumb how that got caught for the first time um so a lot of uh, a lot of time uh, uh, there were sketches finally of ted that were going around in the newspaper when he started killing in another state another county or another state not sure so um, then liz saw and she gave the police so she basically contacted the police four times before ted was arrested for the first time and guys i'm i'm telling you all the twist he wasn't arrested for his murders or his rapes or his uh, just everything all the shitty things that he did he got arrested because he was driving to another state and the guy um, who was at the check post he did not recognize ted's car from the state so he kind of asked ted to show his license and his um, you know get his car checked and when he opened um you know the car's storage he saw that he had ski masks uh that had eyes and holes cut out of him he had stockings that had holes cut out of him he had uh, uh what are those called handcuffs he had uh, uh, he had a lot of sick shit and he had a screwdriver he had uh, this raw small rod with him and that is why he was arrested because people thought that like that shit fishy okay that shit's fishy so um, they did kind of looked into that and he um, also uh, he kind of attacked a girl but she got away she was another one of ted's um victims who survived somehow she got out of the car and she just ran and even when the girl um, the woman now rather when she was telling her story she said i don't know how i survived but the moment i knew something was wrong i knew that i had to get away so basically she got away she told them she uh, recognized him at the jail and everything happened uh that is all i knew you know i knew that he died somehow but i did not know what happened so he was arrested he was then finally arrested and then he like kind of took a year to uh when he was arrested he was preparing for his own case and then he escaped prison he was talking to liz all this while um you know on call and everything uh but she did not know about this for a very long time and uh, 
there was this time in the middle where uh, this very brief time where um, Liz recalled that he moved to Utah to complete his studies and she was still living in Seattle so she was so he didn't ask her to move with him and there was this uh, you know very unclear part of their relationship turn where they didn't really understand what was going on and very confusing basically and then um so uh, her, one of her friends she visited um, her parents or whatever and when she came back Liz uh, picked up picked her friend from the airport and she said uh, please don't freak out but the killings have started in Utah also and uh, so they were very scared and Liz uh, you know the way she has been describing everything it kind of scared me i mean i'm not going to lie Liz also scared me like she was kind of spooky looking when i looked at her but when somebody has gone through something like that okay let's just let her let her be spooky and creepy and whatever she wasn't creepy but you know in some shots the way she continuously looked at the camera at this angle you know with the, with her head tilted and just looking and gazing in the camera it kind of like scared me so moving on um ted was arrested they kept in contact but then ted escaped prison and uh, he killed uh, uh quite a few girls and he brutally hit and raped a lot of girls in this sorority house that's called Kai Omega in i think LA um yep so he brutally brutally hit a lot of them and he killed a lot of them so it was it was very brutal in the house at that time a few people survived and that is how we know exactly what happened and um then somebody else he uh, went a little further and he picked up a 12 year or 12 year old i mean imagine uh, a 12 year old he kidnapped her he murdered her he raped her and then he murdered her and uh, uh, a lot of people like a lot of investigating officers a few of their you know subordinates were like you know this could be ted and they were like no this couldn't be ted he was just killing his uh, you know he was just killing his victims and this wasn't like him but um, turned out it was ted and then he uh, told liz when he was arrested again um, also again he was arrested in of like the most like the stupidest manners okay he wasn't arrested um he was just arrested uh, by one single officer because he was uh, driving a stolen vehicle imagine y'all just imagine so always remember if anybody out here is going to turn into a serial killer no shit don't do that first of all lives are very precious for you to play with them like just even if you like as charming as ted or like charmer than ted don't okay lives are very precious moving on so i'm not going into the detail of every victim as you all can like understand but he killed a lot of people and there is a lot of detail about all the people that he killed because their family members or if they survived or their friends like the sorority house people they told what happened and uh, he told Liz that he kind of had this force inside of him that drove him to do everything first of all uh, on the call before this he said i have to tell you about something and uh, she said are you sick but he kind of you know he just kind of like shrugged it off he was like just like back off don't call it a sickness or whatever but the like after that when he talked to Liz about this he told him that there was this force inside of him he did not black out when uh, all these murders were happening but he just 
wasn't controlling his body he was just kind of sitting and watching from inside of his body and everything was happening so basically uh, he was um, he prepared his own case he uh, did all his hearing and his trials were the first ones to be televised and that is why like, everybody was going crazy and um, yep so he was his own defense attorney and um, he was his own defense and, um, because he was a lawyer so he also wanted to keep an image uh, of himself in the media and the press that he was a good guy he couldn't have done everything and there was a, a lot of people who were like yes Ted couldn't have done this and he looks so innocent and everything but there was this um girl a woman rather uh in uh, the audience who were watching the trials uh, called Carol Boone I'd say like Boone yep Carol Boone who was like no Ted couldn't have done anything she everybody called uh, her his girlfriend but she said no I'm a colleague and I've worked with Ted for a long time and I don't believe that he didn't did all of this and Ted also never uh, kind of said before he was proven guilty that he did all of this and uh, so basically Carol was called in every trial and uh, then he was uh, he was I don't know exactly where but he was in the trial of that 12 little 12 year old uh, girl that he raped murdered and killed uh, raped murdered yep kidnapped uh, where Carol was in the you know witness box and um, you know he asked Carol do you trust me or something like that she was like yeah I do and he asked her to marry him and she said yes and they got married there and trust me this is so sick I mean all the sadists around the world might think oh my god this is the most romantic thing I've ever seen but y'all this is sick he proposed and got married to a woman whom you know uh, uh, in the trial he was literally in the trial of this little innocent girl who was 12 year old he whom he kidnapped raped and murdered okay so this is like some deep as shik sit okay stick shit i'm sorry yep stick shit so um basically he was in prison for a very long time he had a daughter with carol and uh, uh he stopped writing letters to uh, liz at that at this point but he wrote tons of letters to liz and liz was kind of in a very bad state because she was drinking a lot and like not cool and um this is like 1979-ish and he was in prison and he wasn't uh, like nothing solid was given to him but he was given a death penalty and um the judge talked to him very nicely and he was like take care of yourself young man and uh looking at this waste of humanity just saddens me and you had such a bright future but just take care of yourself he said take care of yourself quite a few times and anybody would have said that because he he was such a good lawyer he was such a charming beautiful person but he just like he just you know fucked everything up and um so then he was in prison for a very long time and proper christmas cards were sent out to people and um um it was pretty proper pictures and everything and they had a daughter who was called Rosa and uh, uh, so he was given a death penalty and 
well i i know it's very controversial but i'm not going to say anything about the death penalty let's just talk about that he was given a death penalty and uh, for a very long time he he wasn't but uh, when you know his date wasn't being pushed further so he uh, was he you know he called up his wife at this point and he told her you know what if i told them where the bodies were and that is when carol like gave up on him because he always told her that he didn't do it and she was like she was just done with him at this point and he wanted to talk to rosa for a very long the very last time she did not let that happen and uh, so there were basically no goodbyes for that little girl again and um uh she he told he confessed and he told where the bodies were he told about a lot of other unidentified you know unidentified bodies that he he was basically calling them bodies at this point and he was also telling him about a lot of other murders and he was uh, joining the dots for the police about other murders um but you know uh, the government didn't didn't take it the police was like no we're done by this point and he was uh, uh he died on an electric chair uh in uh, 1989 or some time around that and by this time liz um was sober because she was addicted but she joined this group and she was sober molly had a very bad time of her life uh you know for like the first 20 years because she drank herself till that and she said that i felt like a rabbit in a hole but she is beautiful i saw her in the documentary but she's been doing well now and she said i don't give a fuck whether he loves us or not but that just does not make it better uh and also uh, something else that uh, they added that uh, randomly this other letter came to their house molly and liz's house uh, that was addressed from ted and he had not uh, like written liz a letter for a very long time but uh, he did and molly burned basically and uh, you know she's like i'm not going to let her him have her again so that is how ted bundy died and i read a lot of uh, psychology reports about ted and they just talked about how he was a necrophile and for all the people who don't know he what a necrophile is necrophiles are people who um, kind of are in love with uh, or like have uh, sexual relations with corpses dead bodies basically and uh, they call ted a necrophile i don't know whether i would call him a necrophile or not because from what uh, ted told liz he said that there is just something that i cannot be around and what he meant by that uh, uh, liz said was that he couldn't be around young beautiful women i don't know whether he would be called a necrophile or not from or because i studied a lot about him he you know he was a serial killer yes sick mentality and also they said that he had a lack of empathy definitely but uh, you know i think ted bundy is more um, popular now because of ted bundy tapes and these documentaries and everything but i think i also read a lot of, about this you know on tumblr and everything and because i needed to know what people thought and there are a lot of people who still think that ted didn't do these uh because he wasn't given a chance to talk after he confessed but i don't know what and i think um he at the end of the day he confessed to 30 murders 20 um bodies were identified he confessed to 30 he had 
murdered more people, twenty bodies were discovered and the other ten weren't. But at the end of the day, I would just like to conclude with saying that this is like sick, and I was I'm obsessed with Ted Bundy that I literally started digging up more about uh, the top ten serial killers of all times, and I I, I legit have notes about all of these people, you know, how many people they killed, how many people they confessed, and who were their type of victims and everything, and like, not cool, y'all. So, yeah, I just wanted to talk about Ted Bundy for this episode, because I think a lot of people know about him, but they don't actually know about him, and uh, I think it's really cool to know about stuff, and just be aware about things, you know. So, yeah, I hope y'all enjoyed, and if y'all want, like, more episodes about this, let me know. Also follow uh, our Instagram handle that's called at the rate Applesauce Penguin Podcast. Uh, there's some sick shit going down there. Like good sick shit. So follow me there. And uh, yep, I don't really know what else to say. Take care of yourselves, guys. Thank you so much for the love and support. And um, always remember, there are better people in the world. Even if there are a very few number of good people in the world. There are good people in the world, so never forget that. And um, I don't know. Take care of selves, keep smiling because there's always something better waiting for you. And um, it's never too late. If you have done something that is wrong, it's never too late. Take care of selves, guys. I love you.